Hello, and welcome to the Bride Tender Podcast. I'm your host, Esty Gordon, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail, and let's get ready to discuss all things weddings. Today, I'm so excited to be here with Jove Meyer from Jove Meyer Events. And Jove is a wedding planner to so many stars. He's been listed as one of the top wedding planners in the world by Harper's Bazaar and one of the top 100 wedding professionals by The Knot. Jove Meyer has planned some of the most fabulous of weddings and has been a huge advocate for marriage equality and the LGBTQ community. And Jove, I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So I wanted to have you on. I wanted to pick your brain on a few things today that I truly think some of our brides and grooms need to know, and they need they need advice from a wedding planner. Sure. Happy to help. <laughs> so first, I wanted to ask you, how did Jove Meyer events get started? Well, it was actually 12 years ago. My best friend got married my very first summer in New York City. And from that point, I did her wedding. And then I did another friend's wedding that summer. And while I was on track to go to law school, that was the original plan. I fell in love with planning. And the company was unofficially born 12 years ago, but I went full-time with no other job or um, distraction eight years ago. Very, very nice. I know. It's when you're a creative person, you're a creative person, you know? Totally. I mean, we had to get very creative because we were college students with no money. We were both waiting tables. Uh, We were pretty young. And so it was definitely a wedding on a budget and we got creative with the resources that we had (laughs) where where did um where did you do that wedding it was in connecticut we rented this sort of city venue they had this beautiful a-frame venue on the beach and it was like six hundred dollars for the day with the tables and the chairs and so that was so exciting for us and then we (laughs) Um, use the sand from the beach as part of the decoration. And we shopped at Ikea and the Christmas tree store. And that's kind of how we, we put it all together. I truly think that places like the Christmas tree store, Michael's, AC Moore, all those places, they really can give you some of the best ideas for an event. Totally. I mean, there's inspiration everywhere if you look for it. And, you know, if you're a couple who's doing it yourself, I think you definitely can find things everywhere. You just have to remember that DIY means do it yourself. So you're doing it when you're not hiring someone, you're saving money. But that means you're putting in your time and your effort to actually do it. So always important to keep in mind. (laughs) I 100% hear you on that. (laughs) Now, when when a couple gets engaged and begins to start planning, what do you feel they should start planning first? I think the thing that couples forget to talk about, which is most important, is money, is resources. What are the resources that we have for this party or for these parties? Where are those resources coming from and are they flexible? Who's, you know, paying? Is it parents, family? friends, the couple, a mix. And once you know 
the resources you have, the second thing to tackle is the guest count. How many people are we really wanting to have at this party? And then once you know how many people and how much money you have to spend, you can really begin to sort of put together an estimated budget for yourself if you don't have a planner. If you have a planner, of course, they can guide you in that direction. I really like that you brought that up about kind of figuring out the budget first because it's it really is so important. And I think a lot of a lot of couples almost feel awkwardness, um, like talking about it. But it I do feel that it takes away a lot of the stress when you guys are on the same page about what you want to spend. Totally. And there are ranges and there are vendors at every level and every price point. But being honest with what you can spend or what you want to spend or what you have to spend is really the most efficient way to plan a wedding. Because I think many people have champagne tastes and beer budgets. (laughs) And I get that. There's no judgment. You know, if I were to get married, I don't know that I could afford the work that I do, if I'm being totally honest, <laughs> you know, so I'm, there's no judgment in saying that, but I think it's going to save you a lot of heartache and stress and frustration down the road. If you're honest and upfront with where you're at with money, um, I love to recommend having a range like the low, the middle, the high, and really then you can make your estimated budget and look for vendors in your ballpark because If you're having a lower budget or trying to intentionally not spend a lot, then you shouldn't be reaching out to the most expensive venues in town, right? It just isn't going to add up for everyone being happy. Yep. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's know your budget first, and then you can work from there to find the vendors that will fit your budget and your taste. A hundred percent. And you don't know what you don't know. So I find many of the initial phone calls that we have as the planner and designer, I have to be the one to share that information. And New York City, which is where I'm based, although we work all over the world, it's the most expensive city in the world. Yep. So it's always interesting to me when people don't think the wedding is going to also be expensive in New York City. And there are ways for sure to do things more affordably or for less money. But New York City is the most expensive city in the world. And people like nice things. And on their wedding, they like the nicest thing. And so <laughs> it tends to add up very quickly. Yep, it, it does. And I agree with you. Also, a New Yorker myself um, and working in the wedding industry here in New York, we are on the higher end of things and, you know, people should keep that in mind for sure. Totally. So you've worked and planned some of the most extraordinary weddings. Can you tell us about some of your favorite aspects of the planning process with your couples? Sure. I mean, for me, getting to know my couples is my favorite part. I want to know everything about them who they are, who they are not, what they love, what they do not love, um, food, color, texture, design, fashion. I want to know everything. And at Jove Meyer events, we don't have meetings, we have dates. And so I date my couples. And I say that because I think wedding planning should be fun and exciting, like dating. 
I also think we should be building relationships with our couples like dating. You know, the first date, you're a little nervous, but you learn a lot about someone. Second date, you're more comfortable. You get to know someone. And as you continue to date your clients, the more of a relationship you build with them, the more beautiful and personal of a wedding you can create for them that's a reflection of their style, their personality, their love story, their relationship, all the things that matter most to me. So I would say really getting to know our couples is really my favorite part and allows me to do what I do for them. I just really love that you said that, that it's like dating. It really is so true. When you're working with people, you want them to feel comfortable with you. And especially on a wedding, not all the time, but I'd say a good portion of the time, you have a, you have a good year to sometimes year and a half with that couple. Totally. So it's, it's really good. And I think it's a really nice thing to feel so in touch with each other. And it is a relationship. You know, we are building a relationship. Yes, it's professional. Yes, they're paying you. But at the end of the day, we are in the business of relationships. And it's all the better the relationship I have with the couple, the better the event I can throw for them. The better the relationships I have with my vendors and suppliers, the better product I can get for my couples. And it is a long time, a year, sometimes a year and a half. And now with all the COVID couples, it's like two years or two years and a half if we postpone. Right. Yep. You know, and like dating, people change, things change. And honestly, they call you, they text you, they email you, they want to meet with you, they want to FaceTime you. I mean, it is <laughs> dating in every sense of the word. And, and for me, that's fun and that's exciting. You know, I left corporate America. I left a big job at a big corporate company to go full-time in weddings because I didn't want that sterile business energy. I wanted fun. I wanted joy. I wanted something different. And I think, you know, as the CEO of the company, we don't meet, we date. And I think it's really fun, you know, to be a thruple for a year or a year <laughs> and a half. Obviously, we don't make out. We don't have any other dating things. But um, it's just more exciting to me to go on dates than to go on meetings, which feels so formal and stuffy. Yeah, nope, I agree with you. I think that I think that that's a really awesome way to describe doing business in our industry. Thank you. And it's also something that for me is our signature. You know, I've never really met anyone else who goes on dates with their clients. Everyone has meetings and that's fine and everyone does it their own way. But I think if you're working with Jove Meyer events, we do things a little bit differently for those who dare to be different. I mean, that's who we are. That's who we've always been. And it's kind of our signature to not be like the rest. So if a couple is looking to hire Jove Meyer for their wedding planning, how far in advance should they reach out for a consultation with you? Honestly, we don't have a minimum or maximum amount of time. If a couple wants to get married, we can do it in as little as two or three weeks, um, sometimes a week, if they're really you know, decisive and give us their credit card <laughs> and trust us. Um, it's never us that needs the time. We have the relationships. We can pick up the phone. We can get the job done pretty quickly and beautifully. It's often the couple, their family, and their guests that require a lot of heads up and notice. 
So yeah, it, it really honestly varies. We just did a beautiful mini wedding. I think in it, in five or six weeks, we put it all together. So it's, it's really honestly varies. We are happy to chat with all couples and get a sense if we're the best fit for them. And if, you know, we both are looking for the same thing. And from there, we, we can make magic together. With everything that's been going on this year. Um, and especially, I just know you being in New York, me being in New York, you know, we have the strict rule of no events over 50 guests indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that a lot of your clients have pushed back or that many of them have moved forward and just done something smaller instead? So 100% of our clients moved from 2020 to 2021. None of them really were interested in shrinking their weddings because they had such large weddings, you know, 120 to 250. So to cut that down to... 50 people, which isn't the actual truth. 50 people is the number of people altogether, including vendors. So when you back out your DJ or band, your photo, your video, your planner, their assistant, you know, the servers, that's really like 30 guests, 35 guests. And they weren't ready to do that. They weren't willing to uh, sacrifice their wedding, for lack of better words. So they've all moved to 2021. Uh, The wedding we just did recently was just a couple, two brides and all their friends and family were on Zoom. They had a big wedding planned um, this year and they canceled it. And they thought, you know what? There's no better time than now with everything that's going on in the world. So they wanted to lock it in and get married. And they did it in a way that was safe and beautiful and fun and respectful. And it was really amazing. But for other people they don't want to do that and they're happy to wait. Right. So something's got to give either your time or your vision of your wedding. Cause you can't have both uh, right now for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and it's funny because, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, they have pushed to 2021. I think all, most of our industry has seen that a good portion of their clientele have just push to 2021 but then you do have you know your handful of weddings that they changed around their vision and they decided to do something smaller and there's no right or wrong way to do it no you have to go with what makes you happy and with what makes your fiance happy and your family happy and happiness looks different to everyone. And I, I agree, there's no right or wrong way to do it. If it's two people in person and everyone else on Zoom, if it's five people, 20 people, 30 people, 50 people, or you're waiting a year or you're waiting two years, everyone is kind of going to do what feels right for them. I just want to make sure everyone's also respectful of the people that they've hired in making their decisions because your decisions affect the livelihood of other people. And so if you're going to make a decision, know that your decision has impacts um, and consequences, positive and negative. And so just be ready to know that if you change the scope of your wedding and you've already signed contracts that guarantee you a certain amount of money spent, then you're going to have a fabulous wedding for a smaller number of people than (laughs) a large wedding for, you know, a lower amount of 
specialty items. So, you know, every action has consequences. And I just want to make sure people are fully aware that the people they hire are businesses and they're supporting their family. And we're all struggling along with everyone else this year and, you know, presumably next year as well. So, yeah, yep. people should do what makes them happy, but they should also be thoughtful of other people who are making that a reality, making their happiness possible. Yeah, exactly. I I agree with that. I think that when you're not really in the industry, it's kind of hard to see how this is has impacted us so much and that, you know, we want to do everything to make your day as special as possible, but we also have a lot of rules that we have, we have to adhere to as well. Totally. And we have livelihoods that we need and, and our own assets we need to protect. You know, I think 99.9% of the people in the wedding industry do this for love, for joy, for passion, for happiness. I don't know a single millionaire in this industry, right? We don't do it <laughs> for the money. This isn't a tech business. There isn't a Google of weddings that's just pouring in cash. That's not who we are. It's not what we do. But I think that also has to be remembered by couples. You know, we're individuals trying to pay our bills, feed ourselves, feed our families the same way you are. And your choices impact that. And so when getting emotional and making changes and things are out of your control, like COVID, it's easy to sort of start to treat your vendors like they're multi-million dollar businesses. When in reality, we're small businesses. The majority of the wedding industry are tiny companies owned by one or two people. You know, we're not huge conglomerates that can, you know, like Disney that can take a beating that can lose some money because they've made a ton of money, right? We're small mom and pop places. Yep. And every single wedding and the decisions they make impact our company, our finances, our livelihood, our lives. And so it's important to know that. And it's important to know that if you signed a contract that says no refunds or non-refundable, that there's a reason for that. Or if you signed a contract to guarantee something, and the vendor's holding you to your agreement, you have to hold to your side as well, right? We're not out to get you. We're not out to steal from you. And we're not out to make this any worse than it has to be. But we have to survive to be able to provide for you when everything does open back up. Yes. Yep. I I hear that. And I I agree with you. And, you know, as our, like you said, our industry, you know, we are creative people and this is what we love to do. Everybody who goes into this industry, they go into it because they absolutely love it. I've just like you, I've never met anybody who's in this industry, you know, because they needed a job and that was it. <laughs> they're in it because they love it. Yeah. And they're going to go, you know, especially during like these COVID times, they are going to go above and beyond and try to help you out where you know where they can um but people should be aware you know what they're signing off on you know prior to committing as well yeah and what a change really means and if there's a change fee or if the change of date changes the scope or the price or the availability like everything has an effect in a cause right so just keeping that in mind and trying not to be emotional in such an emotional time 
COVID is not our fault. COVID is not your fault. We're yeah. all in this together. We're all doing our best and we want to provide the most beautiful wedding for you when it's safe and legal and possible. Yes, I am with you on that. <laughs> so now you've planned weddings all over the country and you really know how to capture the flair of what that couple is looking for with each being unique to that couple in design, decor, venue. What are some of the venues that you work with that offer a beautiful backdrop for a couple's special day? You know, there are so many beautiful venues and ultimately it depends on what the couple's looking for. Are they looking for modern? Are they looking for vintage? Are they looking for iconic? Are they looking for indoor-outdoor? Are they looking for city or country? To me, there are so many beautiful venues, but ultimately beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So as part of my dating my clients and getting to know them, I want to know what their vision is. It's not my wedding. I have an idea of what I would want and what I think is beautiful. But at the end of the day, what is on the couple's list of must-haves, right? Do they need a skyline view? Do they need the best food that is out there? Do they need um, indoor-outdoor? Do they need air conditioning? Do they need waterfront? Everyone has kind of a very different view. And once we know the top five or 10 things our couple's looking for, that's when we really curate and show them those specific options. We don't, we're not a one trick pony at Joe Buyer Events. So you don't come in the door and get the same service everyone else got. We are doing everything 100% custom and tailored to our couples, to their goals, to their style, to their personality and to their budget. No one goes in the same site visits. No one sees the same venues. No one meets with the same vendors and gets the same design deck. Everyone gets exactly um, something personal to them. And I think that that's totally how it should be. Um, everybody's taste is so different. A hundred percent. I've seen that you, you've done a lot of work in Brooklyn and Manhattan and upstate. I personally love seeing the photos that you do in like Hudson Valley Catskills area. Oh, thanks. Yeah, because that's um, that's like totally on my wish list, you know, for like when <laughs> I get married. So when we, when you and I just start decide to start to date, you'll you'll know all about it. <laughs> Upstate Catskills, got it. Upstate Catskills, my like, oh my god, I could tell you my vision. You would definitely think I'm nuts, but no, I'm glad you have one. But you also have to remember, it takes two to tango. Your vision's yours, but what does your fiance want? Uh, well, when I meet this groom, I just really want him to go with the vision, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. It's not uncommon. But as the planner, I'm here to, you know, to date two people. I need to know both of your visions and what matters to both of you, not just one of you. That's fair. That's fair. I understand. <laughs> well, when he comes along, which will be so soon, I know it. <laughs> fingers crossed fingers i believe it crossed. listen now is the time swipe your life away it's you know it what out. we just have to put it out in the universe that's all that i'm about you know i put it out there god will bring it to me like it is fine when the time comes and 
you know, hopefully he's really into Hudson Valley and the Catskills. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. And I agree. I think you have to put your wildest hopes and dreams into the universe. You have to say them to the world and to your circle of people. And then you have to work your ass off to make them come true because it yep. doesn't just happen. Nothing just happens. Everything takes work. And so, you know, I think it's important and it's also important not to compare your timeline with other people's timeline, right? If you look at so easy to compare, especially in the world of social media, like, my gosh, that person has it all. They have everything I want that I don't have, <laughs> you know, yep. they have a husband, they have a beautiful house upstate, they have the perfect job, they have the perfect body, they have all the friends I have, wish I had, they, whatever, you know, like it's so easy to fall trapped to that but you don't know their life. And the only life you do know is yours. And that's the one that, you know, we have to live the best we can. And, and you're right, our time will come every day, your life can change at any moment. You could get a phone call, an email, a text, a Tinder notification, your life can change <laughs> at any moment, if you're ready for it. But if you're so focused on what other people are doing, and how other people are dressed, and what other people are vacationing and not vacationing and dating and not dating, then you're not paying attention to your own life and the opportunities that are coming your way. Yes, I I feel that wholeheartedly. And I also feel, and may, maybe I'm wrong in this, but that if anything, 2020 should have totally humbled people. Yeah, <laughs> this is true too. Yes, for sure. You know, and just showing like, you know what, life is really not easy for anyone in any frame of life with a lot of money now with a lot of money, you know, with the, if you, if you, um, you know, if you're worried about your weight, if you're worried about your relationship status, if you're worried about, you know, your job or security or anything like that, it has showed us that, you know what, life took a total turn for everyone. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent true. There is no guarantee in life. And things can change in a minute. So, yep. you know, for me, I think it's important to be grateful and to find gratitude because we're all going to have highs and lows. That's life. That's being a human. That's being alive. But if you have a list on your phone, on a notepad, somewhere, you know, in the bathroom, behind the door when you're in the toilet, like <laughs> somewhere you can see it of all the reasons you have to be grateful, I just think it only helps us and it only helps our mental health and it only helps us move forward with a positive attitude because it's easy to complain. It's easy to find something wrong. It's easy to find a reason to be sad, to be depressed, to be lonely, but it's harder to find the gratitude for the things we already have in our life. And I think it's important because life is ebbs and flows and one day you're up and the next day you're down and I get it, you know, for sure. My life is not perfect, but I think having that list is very important. The list of all the things you're grateful for and next to it, the list of all the things you're working for so that you really have your goals, but you also have your gratitude list so that you are grounded in gratitude while working for your goals. A goals and gratitude list. Yeah, everyone should have them. Yeah, everybody should have them. And if you don't have them yet, you should get started on that list, people. Because you know what? There is only three months left of 2020. 
I just think it's easy. I think lists, I'm, I love a list. I love a shopping Me list. Too. Of course, I love a wedding planning list. I love a, you know, lists are the way that I live. And for me, you can do it anywhere on your phone, on your notepad, on your computer, in your office, on a post-it note, like a list of things you're gratitude, you're grateful for, and they can be anything like your, they don't have to be obvious things like your health, unless that is something you are deeply grateful for. You know, it could be your friendships and get specific specifics always help. Like I'm grateful for my two dogs because they will always be by my side or, you know, my best friend or my boyfriend or my mom or, you know, my house or my job, or there's so many things when you start that list that you can't help but smile and remember the good in your life. And then when you set your goals list, also be specific. I'm looking for a partner to build a life with and eventually have a business with, a family with, a house with, like whatever it is you really want. And then with that list, what are your steps to get those goals? You know, for me, that's always so important. People will always say, oh my gosh, I want this, I want that. Oh my God, you have this, How do I, I want that. Well, great, set a goal and work for it <laughs> and yep. work really hard for it. Nothing has come easy to me in my life personally. And those that I respect and admire, nothing has come easily to them either. Yep. No, I'm with you on that. I think that you can put something out in the universe, but if you're not going to do anything to back it up, it it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. what, what's that line? Like a plan without action is just a plan. Yeah, that sounds right to me. <laughs> I'm like, I, I probably messed that line up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, it's easy to be lazy and it's easy to sit and wish and it's easy to put in minimal effort and expect maximal output because that's what media and movies and America teaches us. But in reality, that's not the way anyone I know that is successful or happy, they work at it. Anyone I know in a long-term happy relationship works at it. Nothing comes easy or free. <laughs> Nothing in this <laughs> life. You know, like air is is free. But now if you're in California, that air is very difficult to breathe. You know, like Oof, nothing yeah. comes easy or free. So anything worth it, you got to put in the effort. You got to put in the work. Yes. Yes, you do. And the same for your wedding. You can't just like sit back and expect the most amazing personal wedding if you don't put in the time or details or energy. If you're cool to just have a beautiful party, then that's fine. But if you want a personal wedding filled with details and moments that reflect your love story, you got to put in the work. Yes, you definitely have to put in the work and nothing will come overnight. But the more that you do, the better the outcome. So, Jove, you've spoken at so many engagements over the years. You're, you were involved in planning this year's The Knot Gala at the iconic New York Public Library. What do you have coming up that we should be on the lookout for? Well, with COVID, there's nothing in person. Everything has gone digital. And we are very focused on continuing our education around inclusivity and expanding that topic to also include diversity and equity, especially now in the times of Black Lives Matter. Now more than ever, it's not enough to be anti-racist and to be anti-homophobic, but it's really now is the time to do the work 
to build a more inclusive industry. And so I'm speaking online throughout the year at various forums, educational conferences like the Event Planner Expo. I just spoke um, recently with, um, wow, I cannot believe I just forgot the name <laughs> of the company. I just did, literally did it last week. Um, and now I'm so embarrassed that I already forgot. Memory is really not my strong suit. But <laughs> I'm doing a lot of online speaking and also so excited to have officially launched our Ally Pledge. And for many years, we've always put our business as a priority in terms of working with vendors who are diverse, who are women, queer people, people of color. We really love to work and promote those communities. But we also only want to work with other allies and allies are people who choose love above hate and who choose to uplift others and support others not take them down and so we spent a lot of years assuming our relationships were with fellow allies and inclusivity um, minded people but we never knew for sure and so with everything that's been going on i crafted an ally pledge and my ally pledge is ultimately a pledge that is both educational, informational, and action-oriented to make our industry better for all. The industry has been great for skinny, white, cisgender, rich people, but it hasn't <laughs> really been great for a lot of other people. And so this pledge is something I'm very excited about. It's on our website. All of the vendors who want to work with us have to read, review, agree, and sign the pledge. And it's something we're hoping that a lot of other vendors will start to take on and put on their website and require their vendors to sign to really make our industry of love, not one filled with hate. Yeah, I think that what you are doing is absolutely phenomenal for the industry. Um, you know, it, it is to bring people together to show love above everything and, you know, I think that it's going, it's going to change the, the way of our industry in such a positive and powerful way. Thank you. That's the hope. I mean, for far too long, discrimination has been rampant in our industry and people aren't hired because of their gender, their sexuality, their race, their disability, their nationality and it's not okay you hire someone for their service you hire someone for their talent you work with someone because of what they can do you don't discriminate against someone for something they cannot control it's not okay it's inhumane in fact and so i'm done with it i'm done with living in a world where people can make money pretending to be an ally or sliding by saying they love love and they love equality and they're inclusive and then they're donating to the Trump campaign or they're donating to, you know, organizations that are homophobic or they're donating to organizations that are racist. Like it's just not okay. Your actions have to match your words and have to match your intentions. And I think it's time to hold people accountable and it's time to be really clear on where you stand. And if you are homophobic and you are racist, can you have a business? You sure can. Do I have to work with you? I sure don't. And my clients <laughs> sure don't. 
and that's America. And so for me, I find more and more couples are thrilled to work with vendors who are socially aware and inclusive and who are partnering intentionally with minority owned businesses to uplift and support them. And I think for us, it's been a very important part of our business. And I know that many of our couples are thrilled to know that their money they're spending, 100, 200, 300, half a million dollars, is going to uplift communities that need the help and that do great work. And they know that they're empowering others who may have not otherwise been empowered, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. And I think, you know, it's definitely more than time that things start to change and that, you know, we we see, you know, m- more enhancement, more you know, being more inclusive in our industry and in the world. I mean, money is power. And so where you put your money matters. How you spend your money matters. As a gay man, I'm not giving my money to any country where it's illegal to be gay. I'm not giving my money to any conferences in any countries where it is illegal to be gay, criminal to be gay. As a gay man, I'm not going anywhere that is racist, you know, like it's, it's not for me to segment discrimination to only gay people. Many groups of people face discrimination. And if I don't stand for all of us, it's never going to work to just stand for one of us. If that makes sense. It, it does make sense. And I, I love that you, you put yourself out there and you stand up for what you believe in. And, you know, that's, that's, the way that it should be and I think that we'll see a lot more people follow suit of that too of standing up and I really hope so I mean this isn't Jove Myers ally pledge it's the wedding industry ally pledge I don't need credit I don't need my name I just want to see change and I hope that this can be a step that's easy and achievable for people to learn to make changes and make the wedding industry and thus the world a better place, right? Because every day we decide, do we get up and go to work? Do we do a job or do we change the world? And I think if you really think of the work that you do as a positive step in making the world a better place, you're more excited to do it. You're more thrilled to wake up in the morning. If you think of your job as like, I just make flowers or I just make cakes or I'm just a cook for a a catering hall, then you're limiting the potential of what your life really can be worth and what your actions really can mean. Yes. Yep. I, I agree with you and I really look forward to seeing all that you do, you know, going forward and, you know, and standing with you on for all, for all those things. And and thank you. And for me, it's, I don't mess with politics or religion. Yep. Nothing in my pledge is political. Nothing in my pledge is religious. Everything in the pledge is something that has a human being has no choice in the matter. You don't choose your gender. You don't choose your race. You don't choose your sexual orientation. You don't choose your ethnicity. You have no say in where you're born, when you're born, how you're born. Yep. So you shouldn't be judged for those things. If people want to judge, judge character, judge action, judge quality of work. Don't judge people for things they cannot control. They had no say in and they have no say in, you know, like it's just, 
doesn't make sense to me. And there's just no room for it. Hate has no place in the business of love. And that's really been my mission this year is to champion that message for all of us to have a better life, a better livelihood, and a better opportunity to work and succeed. I really, I really love that. Hate has no business in no place in the has business no of love. place in the business of love. I love that. And right. I, I mean, you're in the business of love. How dare you spread hate? It doesn't make any sense. Actually, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. You're right. You're right. I, you have you have some of the greatest lines, by the way. You are too <laughs> kind. <laughs> so, Jove, I got one more question for you. Sure. In 2020, we've been dealing with COVID and weddings having to postpone might still be in the midst of postponing. Although I think those people would have been in a little bit of denial, but that's just my, my little two cents. Um, What advice do you have for some of our brides and grooms who might be stressed during this time, trying to figure out what's best to do? These are wild and uncertain times that we're living in, for sure, without a doubt. And your wedding is special. It is important. And it has been disrupted. Everyone's life has been disrupted on some level. But again, I say go back to your gratitude list. Do you have a house? Do you have a loved one? Do you have a family? Do you have a job? You have a wedding on the horizon. You have someone to marry on the horizon. I know it's easy to go to the dark place of complaining and your wedding and poor me and oh my God, I get it. That's the easy thing to do. But I think put in the hard work of finding the reasons to be grateful in your life. And then of course you can be upset. You can be angry. It's really shitty, the situation that we're in. And take a day or a week and cry, drink, eat candy, whatever your, your outlet is for anger or sadness, express it. Take the time you need to express it, to mourn it, and then move on. And move on and make a plan. And make a plan that makes you and your fiancé happy. Because we can't change it. We, we cannot, I mean, yes, we can change it. We wear a mask. <laughs> we don't have large parties. Like, you know, our actions have consequences. But your wedding isn't going to happen this year. It may not happen early next year. And if it happens in the near future, it may not be the way you really wanted it to be. But in reality, don't forget your why. Your why is love. Your why is that you met the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. You met the person you want to share and build a life with. That's the most important thing. You met them and you are cementing that relationship publicly. You have your whole life ahead to party. Don't spend your life now complaining and regretting all the things you could have done when you just go out and do them in a way that's safe and healthy, (laughs) you know, and happy. To me, that's what I would say. That's the advice that I would give. We're all in this boat together. We are definitely all in this boat together. And as people in the industry, we want nothing more than to do your wedding. Totally. I miss it. I miss miss weddings. I miss my job. I miss weekends looking forward to packing my, my, you know, my event kit and 
and timelines and the flowers arriving and the rentals arriving and setting up the room and the anticipation of the guests arriving. Like I miss all of that for sure. Yep. But health and safety is first because if you don't have your life, you can't have anything else. And so again, come back to your gratitude list. I really can't stop saying it enough for other people because I also am saying it to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm with you too. Listen, I've had hard days throughout this time, but every day I kind of go to bed and I just realize all the things that I have that I'm grateful for and the things that I'm working toward. And, and I know that no matter what, it's going to be okay. Things always work out like how they're supposed to. Yeah. And you'll get there. You'll have your wedding. And again, it may not be perfect, but at the end of the day, your wedding doesn't have any bearing on your marriage. What you wear to your wedding, what you eat at your wedding, how many people come to your wedding, where you get married, none of that affects the success of your marriage. None of it. Yep. The focus on your marriage, not your wedding. The thing we all lack, I think, as busy New Yorkers is time, right? We have this obsession with being busy. Oh, I'm very busy. I'm booked. I'm in meetings. I'm in meetings. I'm booked. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Well, now we're all less busy. (laughs) Now we have time. We have time in our hands to really dedicate to the people we love and that are important to us. So don't squabble your time in sadness and anger and frustration and what could have been, what should have been. I deserve this. I can't believe it. As I said, take your day, take your week, do what you got to (laughs) do, but then move on and use this newfound time to work on the relationships that matter the most in your life. Yep. And I am with you on that. Jove, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. You have given some great advice to all the couples who are in the midst of planning and our future couples who will be planning. And honestly, I really look forward to seeing all that you are up to and all that you have to come. Thank you. And likewise for you as well. Thank you. Please tell all the listeners where they can follow you and see all of the amazing work you do. You are too kind. Everything is at Jove Meyer, J-O-V-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the usual places. And the website is jovemeyerevents.com. And I really encourage everyone to check out, sign and read and take our ally pledge, jovemeyerevents.com slash ally pledge. Yes, definitely. Everybody check that out. Go sign and support. It's, it is time to start standing up. A hundred percent. So much for tuning into the bride tender. You can check us out on Spotify and Apple podcasts for your wedding fix each Monday. Make sure to share with your friend, your fellow bride or groom, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your friend, and pretty much anyone as it's the wedding podcast you never knew you needed. You can check me out and all my Instagram stories at The Candy Guru. Make sure to follow my company at Eventpire and my event blog showcasing the top event trends on Long Island at the Long Island Eventista. And of course, make sure to follow The Bride Tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry 
ways to save money on your future wedding and hiring the best in the business for your special day. And make sure to follow Jove Meyer on Instagram at Jove Meyer and check out his work. Get some inspiration for your special day and make sure to sign his pledge and stand up for what is right, not just for our industry, but for our world. And, you know, love is not canceled. And Jove, you coming on has been just such a pleasure. Oh, thank you. It's been a joy chatting with you. And I'm excited to spread the word of love. Yes. (laughs) Until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings. Stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.